talking about, right? Yeah. And whether we put it in the group chat or not, he still don't know till the conversation starts. I do know. Like I looked at it, but you gave options. We ain't say, "Are right, we doing this one?" So, so, but even if, but, but even, <laughs> even listen, he still don't got. He's everything for him is gonna come off the top. So whether he knows or not, it doesn't matter. But then it's like my subconscious has to digest it. Me and Brad helped to. Basically, take two of your options, well, three, two of the three, and combine them into one great one. So don't do that. Ooh. You where, gave your where options was I during and then this? Goes off. Where was I during this? You taking a shit? Oh. Oh, okay. I bet. See, little big head TJ. I got to advocate for this. Talk real quick. Mic check. See, his one shit two. sounds great, and look how far he is. I, I feel like you sound good, no? Do I? Yeah, yeah. you sound good. I can hear you. He also has like a natural voice. He's self-conscious. Maybe it's your headphones. I was going to say, like, do you need to get turned up more? Which Yo, DJ, you? turn me up. Which which one? Turn me you, up. Which number are you plugged into? Ah, that's a good question. What is the Three. One? Three? So, it could be that. Talk. Now I hear, whoa. It's a little staticky. Turn me down, DJ. Yeah. <laughs> All right, DJ. 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 I've been to Jamaica twice. Sorry. Really? And I feel like I lived there for four years in high school. I was going to say, I feel (laughs) Why do you say that? I went to Bloomfield High. They're all Jamaicans? 87%. Bloomfield is like the most heavily. You would think Hartford is heavily like I went to Jamaica. They called me uh, Post Malone everywhere I went. That's disrespectful. <laughs> I was pissed. <laughs> I'm like, I want to like Jamaica. Right. But you motherfuckers yeah. keep making fun of me. Yeah. Niggas go crack a little jokey joke. Um, it's funny. Yeah, Hartford's probably Jamaica the most like diverse possible. space in the area. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. In what area? The Hartford area. Hartford yeah. County? Probably the most diverse. So in Connecticut? No, nah, because there's New Haven. Like, I feel like... Speaking with uh, Jay and Morgan, like, because where are you from? Meriden. Meriden. So you're from, like, the two or three. You probably know New Haven more than you know Hartford. I prefer to hang out in New Haven sometimes over Hartford. Got it. So do you think New Haven's diverse? You're right. Hartford is a lot more cultural. Really? I think. See, I think New Haven's more Italians, Spanish people, maybe. Oh. But... I, I don't know. I think Hartford has more of the Spanish Jamaicans, more of the island people. Interesting. I don't know. But I, you could you could be in Hartford, right? You go to the south end. You got the Latinos. Mm-hmm. Then you go over there by Franklin and Weathersfield Ave. You got all the Italians, mm-hmm. right? Then you come downtown as all businesses, right? Then you cross over into the north end. You have all the blacks, Jamaicans, Haitians. You know what I mean? But there's a strong black community by Trinity, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Where? Um, and even like over here, like, in the like but this is Windsor. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Windsor, though, there's still like a bunch of black people around here. My entire old block was all black people. Where, like, but that, but that, this is that would be considered the north. End. Like, Zion and Hillside, there's a lot of black folk in that, like, that little crevice. Way, way more Puerto Ricans, huh? Way more Puerto Ricans. I know a lot of black people over there, but there probably are more Puerto Ricans. Yeah. But I think we're just stereotyping the whole situation. <laughs> that's a fact. Oh, yeah. But we're not racist. Sometimes we, we yeah. think about that's more black people, but then you go in that area and it's like <laughs> they're Dominican. Polish, <laughs> fucking Dominican. They're all mixed, anyways. Facts. This is true. I wonder if we're the only country that really looks at race. Yes. 
like, I think we are because of the melting pot situation. Like, you know, you go to Europe, you know, like, I don't know. Because there's a lot of black people in Europe, too, though. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot but, of Indians. But, but that's my thing, right? You go to, to Brazil, right? Yeah. They have light-skinned Brazilians, dark-skinned. Like, they, they have the whole... Same thing white with the, Puerto Rico, same it, thing with Spain. Right, same thing. Exactly. So I wonder if they... Africa, too. There's white people and black... It's just, right. So I wonder if point. they look at it the same way we do, or is no, it just Americans? I didn't know about, like, racism or race until she came to America. I think America markets racism. Ooh. A lot. They sure do. They capitalize off it. They capitalize off it. They make it a topic. Mm-hmm. They like to have the versus. Yep, because that's how they start building. Same up. thing with the same thing with the light skinned black folks and the dark skinned black mm-hmm. folks and. But they live a different life. That's that's like that's a valid conversation. <laughs> <laughs> light skinned okay, black people have a completely different. Say, if you yellow. Colorism <laughs> is just like racism. Wave to a lake? No, wave two of racism. Oh. Wave two, phase two He's of like racism. Um, well, shit. Welcome back to another episode of the How'd I Get Here podcast. Now nah, we, because we did, because <laughs> the way we're going to do this is like that. That was a little intro combo. Then we go intro. Then we go, you know, that shit was fire. Welcome back to another episode of the How'd I Get Here podcast, the podcast for positivity, progression, and finding your own path. Mr. Brown Broken Guapo, hit him with the fairy dust. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> See, my man knows. Ten toes down, big head up. I gotta let y'all know, this seat is actually comfy as fuck. Oh, yeah, because people have asked you about it. Multiple people. Like, Bro, <laughs> like, the way you sit, like, I can't figure out how to sit in this chair, but it actually is comfortable. So I gotta let y'all know. I respect that. It's your boy, Spence, King Aquarius, Wealth Strategist. Um... Soon to be King Petty again, just because y'all, oh boy. y'all irking my nerves. Oh but boy. Um, we're bringing it to you live again here at the... You mess with Jacob, you mess with me. <laughs> that part. <laughs> uh, wait till my question come up. <laughs> um, at the Collective Space, 248 Windsor Ave. It's 48 or 58? Windsor Ave, Connecticut. Um, Windsor, Connecticut. Come check it out. Come record yourself a little podcast. Use the photo studio. They got a video recording. They got office spaces over there. They got a conference room. We got free coffee. We got snacks and a beautiful lavatory. And he's not just talking about me. You're a beautiful lavatory? It's a snack. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shout out Ashley. Hit him with the fairy dust. <laughs> um, and we got a two-time winner of the How Did I Get Here podcast. My boy Eddie Rivera. Me, 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 me. What it do, my guy? Good. Welcome How you doing? Back. Eddie Welcome back. Rivera, aka Eddie Newstyle. AKA Eddie Newstyle. I you know what I realized about you? You love you some Duncan. You always got a I coffee like in your hand. Black hot coffee. Ooh. All year round? Like year round? Yeah. I was in Disney this summer with my kids and um I had hot coffee. Black coffee. What month of the year were you in? August. Using? Was, oh, so you was trying to die. It different. was like 80 degrees, and I'm like, it got it was so hot that it made me cool. Everything you know about you is different, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, for real. Like, your, your lifestyle, your regiment, like, you're always up to something. You're always doing something dope. I respect it. But speaking of that, what have you been up to, bro, that since part, we last saw you? I've been just, 
um, creating. I've been doing a lot of painting. I've been doing um, murals. I've been cutting hair. Mm. I've been doing music. I've been shooting music videos. I've been, I opened up a 3D printing business. Fire. I came out with a collectible that I sell. I released like 10, new style figure. I released about 10 a month and I sell out. And out of each one I sell, I donate a haircut at my barbershop. Fire. That's dope. Now, I know you're probably tired of talking about this, but I would be, wouldn't be me if I didn't ask. Uh. The painting that went to 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. How like bro that had that had to take some balls. So my I was driving and my wife was like, Oh, fifty wants this painting in black and white. And I'm like, I looked at him like I could probably pull that off tonight. And tonight just, and just went home and did it? So I went to Michael's, bought the big canvas canvas. It was forty eight by forty eight. Right. And I went home and I immediately started working on it and I was done probably at two thirty in the morning from like whatever. It was evening. Right. And my whole goal was like, I, I don't even care if he buys it or not. I just want him to see it and right. see how fast I got it done. Right. Because that was, he posted it like that morning, right? And then that evening you went and painted it and had it the next day, yeah, right? Yeah, I had it the next day. Crazy. So, and and the funny thing is I had, I know a couple people that know 50 Cent and, I mean, know his people. So, it's actually going to get to him once his, he's done with the tour. Five. Did you go see him when he came? Yeah. I what did. did you think about that concert? The concert was fire. Um, I could tell he ain't go crazy gang music. Mm-hmm. You did you go? <laughs> I, yeah. You know he had the the the, the Justin Timberlake song yeah. and, and it started off hot and then yeah. it kind of dropped. Went, yeah, and at the end and it, then he picked yeah. back up. Yeah, and it was because it, like you said, he started with his hard shit and yeah. then he didn't want to go too. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, I heard y'all get it in in Hartford. I was in, I was fourth row, and halfway through the show, it was so hot and loud, and so much weed smoke. I just wanted to leave. Damn, like, damn. and I'm like, I'm, I'm old. Like, I want to leave halfway <laughs> through this concert. Yo, but I calmed down. You know what I mean? Like, right. I started calming down because I, I don't the know. Second the second hand started kicking in. The old school. I mean, the older I get, the more anxiety I get being around crowds. Mm. You would have hated where I was then. I was in the grass. It, but see, that's when I'm by myself is a little different, even though I do get a little anxiety. Right. But when I'm with someone I, I care about or my kids or my wife, I'm like, conscientious. I got to worry about them. Mm-hmm. I respect it's, that. it's a whole different thing. You know, right. I feel, you feel like you're uh, your security. Right. Right. But right. if I'm by myself, it's different. I could just let loose and not have to worry about protecting. Because, you know, you're going to be good. You can take care. You don't right. got to worry about. And if somebody else. like beats me up, whatever, I'll get back up and walk. Facts. Walk it off. Somebody's beating up your family. You're like, yeah, I gotta. <laughs> now I gotta kill everybody. <laughs> right? Right. Nah, uh, so, alright, dope. Um, alright, so we're gonna kick it off with the question of the day, right? Oh boy. Um, and it's interesting because we all are entrepreneurs and, you know, partnership is very important. So, when going into partnership with someone, how big is trust? And it's going to be a two-part question. So how big is trust, and how in-depth do you read the contract? <laughs> um, trust, so, so if I go into business with someone, I have to get to know you for a while. I like that. I got to really, it's like business, it's a marriage. That's a fact. Thank you. Like, no question about it. Like, when you're getting married, that's a business venture. Th- it sounds thank crazy. You. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. He's like, that didn't. 
require fairy dust. But it did. <laughs> fairy dust on the How Did I Get Here podcast. No, it's te- a good thing. Technically, it's, it's a good. A, thing. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? Like it's technically the same thing. Because you gotta be, you you gotta communicate. You gotta be loyal. You gotta be respectful. Mm. You gotta um, be trustworthy. Trustworthy. You you you. I mean, all around, it's the same rules. You know what I mean? Besides the intimacy part. Right. Yeah, it's weird. Um, <laughs> right. Because I feel like when you are going into some type of partnership or agreement business-wise, like, there has got to be some trust. Like, I think everyone should, you know, be on the same page and understand, like, what contracts are involved. But, like, I, it, I'm so glad you mentioned marriage because in my industry, I think a prenuptial, degree, a prenuptial agreement is mandatory. I think in a marriage. Yeah, I think it's nothing like take emotions out of it. Mm -hmm. What I brought to the table, a prenup, like what? No, I I know. I know what prenup. (laughs) (laughs) Like what I brought to the table, I keep what you brought to the table. You keep what we created together. We split. Yeah, that's see. see, That's um, business. But why do you that should you don't you technically you shouldn't even have like a contract. You should just. Know that it should be a given. No, 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 I need that but, on paper. Right, right. I get, I get what you're saying, but then again, if you're marrying someone, you got to really go into that with like this is forever, regardless of what. So let me ask you a question. You and your partner, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, she comes and cheats on you, mm. right? And you've now <laughs> she comes and cheats on me. Oh, shit, that's wild. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I chop. Um, right? And you've now poured m- into her more. Mm-hmm. Right? You've poured into the house, whatever, businesses, whatever. Right? You've poured more financially into this. Yeah. But she cheated on you. Mm-hmm. But the prenup says you keep this, she keeps that, and then y'all split everything in the middle. Right, yep. but if you've poured more and she cheated, do you not feel entitled to more? So some prenups have a cheating clause. Mm-hmm. For real? Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's all that. It's all that. But see, me personally, I, I would just be like, "Here's half. Peace out. I'm moving on." Just to just to make it easy. But that's for everyone. Some people want more to have. Well, that's I, different. Then you fight for your fucking. You, you got to fight for your life. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, take. I remember I was reading the Will Smith book, and he said when he was his um, memoir. Yeah, he was divorcing his first wife, and Quincy Jones said, "Just give her half," and then he ain't really want to give her half. He's like, "Just give her half, make it happen quick, get it over with." Mm. And um, he Will didn't listen to him. He he was fighting, 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 and then at the end, he still gave her half. Of course. So Damn. Quincy was like, "Save yourself the headache, give her half, move on." Sometimes you gotta just learn and in you the just, moment. Listen, it's your wife. You married her. Whatever. Like, take half. I'll, mo- I'll go make more money. I-, I mean, I don't think money is everything. And-, and material things are everything. As long as you have your peace and your mind and you, yourself, fuck all that shit. Fuck half the bank account. Fuck half the house. Like, fuck all that. That's true. And I, I don't want to, like, get too sidetracked by prenups because that-, that was just, like, a sidebar of the initial question. But, like... Jacob, how about you? Like, how important are business partnerships to you? Um, I think they're they're very important. Um, I think it's easy to get excited and get ahead of yourself <clears throat> when an opportunity presents itself. Mm. But as you grow as a business man or woman, 
you have to uh, subside that excitement and really pay attention to what's in front of you. Because right. a lot of times a person or even a situation will show you who they are before you even get in bed with them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and everything that glitters isn't gold mm. sometimes. So where someone might paint this pretty picture, oh, I know this person, I could do this, I could do that. Well, can you? Because if you can do all that, why aren't you even doing it for yourself? Mm-hmm. That part. You know what I mean? And they say. I always evaluate people and, and say the same shit. Like, mm-hmm. why aren't you doing it for yourself? When someone's trying to promise you something, I say the same shit. That's like my first question. Because if you, one, if you could do it for yourself, you wouldn't have to say it because I would see that it's already done. Right. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? But two, what are you really getting off by saying, yo, I could do this, 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 that, the third? Well, I think partnership in business is very important because we, we can't do everything ourselves. And um, For sure. And I think getting into business with someone is both of you being one person being strong in this where you weak at mm-hmm. and you being strong on this where, where you, you know, where he's weak at or whatever he or she and moving forward. Mm-hmm. If you find two people that are like good at one thing and they come together, it's like you're bumping heads all the fucking time. Right. I think. No, f- and literally us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like business, anything business, you know, bro, here. And and I don't, bro. You handle it. I know you got it. Right. Like unless you need something like my name or a signature. And but it's even good then, to have that trust where you like here. I know you handle it, and that that's great. Right. That, like, I don't know what I'm good at, but yeah. That's, <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, I mean Jacob's good at. Jacob started the podcast, right? So like the vision and everything. Jacob is the visionary. Like, I think. Yeah, J- Jacob's literally the visionary. Like, we got to keep him on track sometimes, but <laughs> he, does, he does his thing. Anytime someone has a question, it's like, yo, so how'd the podcast happen? And he's around? Yo, Jacob, <laughs> tell him. Yeah. Um, so, no, nah, that, that, that's interesting. Because not everything that glitters is gold. I think that's a gem. I don't know. I think a lot of times, like, I've tried to get into business with people, and if they're too excited about it and they're talking so highly about themselves, it's like, I don't know. Like, where do I fit in here, right? Like, Mm because in your partnerships, right, or I guess in anyone's partnerships, like, is there someone who's spearheading it and someone who's silent or these, like, mutual agreements? So there's different type of partnerships. There's silent partners. If someone goes in with you and and, and there's a silent partner, they're pretty much just um, collecting money and you handle and and there's different percentages for different things. Mm -hmm. You know, or if there's two active partners. where Sometimes that's the thing, though. Like, one has to be the shine and one has to be the backyard. I mean, the, the, the behind the scenes. Do they have to? Some, if you ever notice, like Apple, it was it was multiple guys. Yeah. And then it was Steve Jobs. That was the main mm. thing. Same thing with uh, Disney. Same thing. It's always that one guy. I'm, and I'm talking about big shit. Well, Disney's Mickey Mouse. Right. Yeah, but it was Walt <laughs> Disney. Yeah, yeah, that was the main guy. N- name companies that have two faces. It's rare. There is. And le- even to your point, look at Mother's Moss. We had them on last week. Right. We didn't even know there was two of them. Right. But they 
are both equally involved mm-hmm. and have a hand in it, but we've only ever seen and met Mike. You know what I mean? They're right. they're a local CMOS uh, okay. business. Yeah. And they do drinks, gels, jam, all this stuff, right? But he texted me, he was like, yeah, we'll, we'll be there. And I'm like, we? we? Who, the fuck, who the fuck is we? I know you. And then his brother pulled up. Yeah. He was like, yeah, my brother's on the way. And I'm like, well, I hope your brother's the person I know. And obviously, yeah. Mike, the guy that we've met and Bob, Bob was here. But when we did the episode, we were like, yeah, y'all both can sit down. And his brother was like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't need to be on camera. That's yeah. Mike. Right, right. To, to your point. Yeah. You know? So I honestly don't think there's not one person in this world that created a business all by themselves. No, that's a fact. A successful business. That's a fact. Yeah. I think there's always the 51 like I was I watch a lot of Shark Tank well, I used to there's always the 51% shareholder you know it's never 50-50 someone right. has to have the final say unfortunately right. so then I mean there's 50-50s I got 50-50 with people um, how does that work <laughs> we have to come to a mutual agreement yeah it, so so when it comes to business and business partners, you're going to have disagreements, obviously. Mm. You, you know, if you don't have any dis- disagreements or something off, some, someone's being fake. Right. Because there's no way. Yeah, you're not going to agree with that. There's, not, well, there's no way <laughs> motherfuckers are going to agree with things all the fucking time. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it's all it's like a marriage. You can't say there's 51. I mean, we get married men. I bet you the men would be like, I'm 51% shareholder of this fucking business I, th- I this think marriage. I think the real men would say I'm the 25% she <laughs> handles she yeah. handles everything like I, I handle the finances but like I feel like in a marriage the finances are the smallest part like it's pr- it's one of the most monumental and important pieces but like everything else that like makes a marriage gel and like makes a happy home like men we're not wired like that I've I've not I haven't met many men wired to like handle an entire home successfully without like a partner. Right. We, we, because we, we're, we're animals. We're savages. We're warriors. <laughs> we'll, we'll fucking, you know, we won't eat for two days and, and we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's different. I mean, that's the way I look at it. I would go sleep in my car for, for a whole year if I had to, you hey. know, I'm a savage. Facts. You know what I mean? So that's why we probably can't, Hold it down at the house because we we probably be like I don't even, I don't even care yeah, I'm like, gonna shower for two weeks like fuck it like why are you and your kids living <laughs> in a minivan like, we're doing all right <laughs> so, women are just the 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 organizer of a family I think the nurturing the nurturing yeah. so where you know in, in speaking to to business or you know business relationships and things like that you even said it like in fifty fifty I gotta come to a agreement or even. Fifty-one, forty-nine, right? Mm-hmm. Where does pride come into that? Because at some point you're gonna have to put your pride aside, but you, egos also tied egos into that. and pride are fucking out the window when you are in a business venture with someone. Period. You don't think you're fucking better than them. They don't think you're better. You guys are just two great people or girls, whatever, coming up with ideas and figuring out which one works the best. Right. Yeah. And, and like I said, you can't go into business with someone that um, you're constantly arguing with or he's constantly not, you know, just people are not agreeing or they're Volatile. always constantly against what you're saying. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you got you obviously going to go into business with someone that's like minded. 
Interesting, but don't opposites attract? Wouldn't you want that contrast? It depends what kind of opposite. Because mm. you could get a hot... I don't like to work with hot-tempered people. I'm right. not hanging... I don't care. Yeah, you're super I don't chill. Care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could be hot-tempered, but I know that that doesn't fix anything, and it doesn't... Right, nothing right. good comes out of hot-tempered people. So if you're one of those guys that are negative, hot-tempered, I'm not fucking with you. I don't care how much money's involved. I'm not fucking with you at all. And I've had... Plenty of situations where I um, could have done business with someone and I'm like, I would love to, but I just can't because they handle this a certain way and I can't do that. It's triggering. It's, it's interesting you say that because you don't have to take every opportunity that's presented to you. Mm. You know what I mean? No, yeah, right. And and you just saying that as like, I mean, I haven't been doing this long enough that so many opportunities come. I'd be like, ah, that's not the one, but there's going to come a time that there's going to be an opportunity that might not be right. And instead of being optimistic and being like, oh, we can make this work, or I could definitely do that, there's time to step back and be like, actually, this might not be it. Right. Also, you're like, you got to trust that whoever you're going into business with is going to be transparent with you. And like, That's the most important thing. All your cards are on the table. Because like, as far as pride and ego, like if there's, in business, in my eyes, like the people are very minuscule because the brand, the product is what we want to push, right? So like what's best for that? Yeah. Like what can we do that is best for this product or this brand? And we're going to use your skills, your skills, my skills, and we're going to collaborate and make that grow. Yeah. But like us arguing like, well, I think it should be this. I should get like, it should be all of it. Probably. <laughs> or a piece of that piece of this. Yeah. Like, How do we do it in phases or strategically? Yeah. I, um, I was going to say something, I forgot, but... Um, Shout out to How Do I Get Here podcast team. We have a great contrast and great collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> Love y'all. So, when when you... When you are putting this business together, right, this team together, what... How do you decide who who's the leader? And, and, and what does a good leader look like? Because I tell you, right, once we put this team together, right, I was like... Yo, this is not my podcast. This is our podcast now, right? Mm-hmm. And for a while, I would put a lot of things just like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think? Let's all decide. And where that's fine and dandy, they kind of had to come to me and be like, you say, nah, <laughs> you, you tell us what to do. Like, we need where we can appreciate that and there's conversations to be had. Mm. We also still need to be led. So let's, I, I own a barbershop and there's 11 of us. Technically, I'm the leader. Because it's my barbershop and I run it the way I want to run it, my ideas. But at times, I take so much advice from the guys that they could lead me mm. to, to some ideas and, and some things. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think the leader thing should even be mentioned. It should, you might be a leader today. You know, this person might lead me tomorrow. Like, because it depends what direction and what road you're taking. Right. You know what I mean? If you guys... Let's say this guy, he does more business. He's going to lead the business idea. You that know what I'm saying? That's why people right. have positions. Or the visionary. Hey, think of some creative ways we could do this. You're going to lead that. Right, right, right. So I think um, the whole leader thing is just, it could, it, you could mix it with ego. And it's like, I'm the leader, I'm the man. I always feel like a student. I, I've always tried to look at people and be, 
you know, I don't try to look like I'm the leader. You guys got to do shit my way, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna whip you. And and but that's the thing, right? I and I'm I can the man. relate it right to sports, right? And and I think in a few, I I want to come up with like characteristics of a good leader because there's some people that are just natural born leaders, and then there's people that try, but it's like, bro, I wouldn't follow you into a, a burning building. You know what I, I mean? Follow you to McDonald's. You know, but they, <laughs> like, and I'm and I'm even thinking about my high school team right now that I coach. There was a kid that hit me up a week before our first game. And he was like, "Yo, when are you naming captains?" And in my head, I was like, "Bro, if I was in high school, I would I would not look at you. The fact that you're asking about captains means you you need this. Like, and I don't yeah. think that's a trait as a real leader." Mm. You should search for greatness, and the captain will find you. That name, the the name you're looking for, whatever the fuck it is you're looking for. Like, there's a lot of people out there that call themselves entrepreneurs. You see them on Instagram, it says entrepreneur, 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 <laughs> and they don't know shit about entrepreneurs. They're just using it. A lot of them ain't reading books. You know, they're not listening to audio. They're not listening to podcasts. They're Get not em. looking for mentors. I got two mentors, and I'm always looking for more mentors. You know what I mean? And right. these mentors have to be bigger than, like, big. You know, my mentors, they're multi-millionaires. You know what I mean? Like, right everyone needs a mentor. And some people are are just saying they're entrepreneurs because... It's the cool thing to do, it, right? It sounds cool, and um, they're also lazy, and they just want to be home and creating shit. And it, it's crazy because I was there, too. I'm a content creator. We've, we've all been at the bottom but when you've constantly, if you're not growing, there's something wrong. You know, there's something you're not doing. You're not, you know, disciplined and all that. Yeah, I think, I agree. I think when it comes to, like, leadership and even, like, the podcast, right? Because at the end of the day, like, like I always, like, Jacob, you started this. So it's like, you should have the final say for a lot of things. Like, yeah, I can contribute. Ash contributes. Brian contributes a lot. But, like... At the end of the day, when it comes down to things, I'd rather Jacob make the last decision because this is kind of like your baby, Mm. right? Like, this is, you birthed this, and we all came together to help it grow, and yeah, we all lead in our perspective space, but I think there always has to be, like, I don't know, when it came to high school sports, I feel like the coaches never had to name who the captains were. It was just like, yeah, no, that's the dog. Like, like Deion Sanders is like, yo, there's no captains. There's dogs and there's fucking bunnies. Nah, <laughs> not bunnies. There's um, was it wolves? Nah, there was. Let me just shut up. Oh, no captains. There's dogs and there's leaders. Right, like this person's a dog. He's like this person's gonna go out, get his stats, and put on for the team. This person's gonna help lead everyone. Like this was person's gonna help contribute and make everyone better. And that and naturally that'll happen naturally. All the fucking pointing, like that's the leader. This is that. I think, like you said, it's it happens naturally, and eventually, be like wow, like at the barber shop, sometimes the barbers look at me to lead. Right. And sometimes I look at them to lead something. How, did, how does that look in a barbershop? Because in my head, I'm like, doesn't everyone just show up and, like, cut each other? Like, so where does that come into play? I mean, in a barbershop, we got to make sure customer service is always on point. Okay. Mm. Um, we got to find, you know, uh, I'm big on charity. You know what I mean? Um, everything. How we're going to operate the business. Mm. I don't want nobody smoking in front of the barbershop. I like that. You know, I lead on certain things like that. Or when I'm not around... 
a t- we're all a team. Someone like, needs to step up. Step and up and and because this is our this is our baby. At the end of the day, yes, I own it. Yes, I make sure the bills are paid. But at the end of the day, we all have a piece of that. And to hold each other accountable. It's it. it <clears throat> excuse me. It almost sounds like you took your personal morals, values, and standards implemented them into this business and then found people that could also buy in yeah and to and, those standards and we all pretty much operate the same way yes we get into little arguments yes we uh have our disagreements mm-hmm. but at the end of the day we have each other's backs mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like and that's that's a great great fucking team um i could go to puerto rico for four or five days and i know i trust my friends to because they're not only just People that work there, they're, they're my friends, that they're going to make sure that our baby, which is the barbershop, is well taken care of. Right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's our well. It's what we all make money and feed our families with it. So how long did it take you to set that standard in the barbershop? Because, like, I'm sure this didn't happen overnight. So I used to work at a, at a bar. I worked at a lot of different barbershops. Mm. And I learned from all of it what not to do. So when I opened mm. up. My barbershop, I had all these ideas and the ways I, I wanted to run it. And I was thinking for the barbers and the customer. I want both of them to be happy because at the end of the day, my customer is the barber and the client because I'm the shop owner. Yeah. So I thought of ways, what made me happy as a barber? And I implement, I let my barbers do whatever they want, whatever makes them happy as far as like their own schedules. I don't pressure them to be at the shop a certain time. I Fully let them do what they want with their station as far as decorating it and showing their brand. Mm, mm. I'm all about let them express, you know, express who they Freedom. are. Freedom. Freedom. And that's, it's like a record label. <laughs> when you come to New Style, you just get to be who you are and I'm not going to put a uniform uniform on you. I'm not going to have you act a certain way. As long as you respect the no smoking in front of the barbershop and no swearing when there's kids, I'm good. Oh, that's simple. <laughs> it's, it's very simple to work at the, at, the, uh, at my barbershop. And, and it's interesting because a lot of the times people feel like when with less restrictions, like you give someone an inch, they're going to take a mile. You know what I mean? But it almost sounds like, listen, these are this little bit, that's all you got to do and be yourself. Right. And, and there's freedom in knowing that the quote, quote unquote leader, you know, says, yo, I'm giving you guys this space and a lot of trust, like we said in the beginning, that it's not going to get abused, that it's not going to, you know what I mean? And I've done things, I have that policy too. Like I, there's been times I always tell the barbers or any about anybody in my team with any business I got going on, please express yourself. If I did something wrong, talk to me. I'm very open. If you, if, um, if I need to do better at something, be open. Like I'm open to all that because we're not perfect. We're all humans. We're going to fuck up. And I'm always looking for people to help me improve, too. Accountability is a big, big fucking thing. I think <laughs> people run from it. They do. Or they'll try to, like, put it off on other people. It's too much work to be accountable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean. Emotionally. <laughs> it's emotionally too much work. What do you mean by that? Like, if you hold yourself accountable for a lot of shit, it's you looking at yourself in the mirror. You can't point fingers to nobody. And it's like. All right, that's a lot of work to, to kind of digest sometimes. You know what I mean? Like being accountable for, for everything that you did wrong and, and decisions you made. You know? See, I, I, 
I'm it's interesting because I agree with what you said, but I almost handle accountability different because I don't ever want to put the blame on someone else. I always think to myself, like, okay, how did I contribute to that situation? What did I do wrong? How could I have made it better? Or I made Ashley feel this way, right? Me too. I'm the same way. You know what I mean? Instead of being like, damn, Ashley was tripping, blah, blah. Well, damn, what did I do that made her feel that way? And, And I can't blame her because she's entitled to her feelings, whether those feelings are valid or not. Here's what I did wrong. And, and I think that's a new... I've, I've only recently started thinking that way, but I never want to come to someone and be like, yo, you did this, boom, boom, boom. Nah. Right. I, I, right. And I, so I'm the same way. I try to... I'm very... I'm hard on myself. I'm very, very hard on myself. And um, it's actually a good way to live by because nobody wants to be blamed for shit. So if you're out here blaming people all the time, people are going to look at you like like a softy. Like, right. Like my son. I love him to death, but he's always blaming so many different things. <laughs> I didn't get up. Oh, my alarm clock didn't work. Or I didn't do this. He just looks for points. The sky's things. blue. And I'm always trying to teach him <laughs> the importance of taking accountability. You didn't wake up because you weren't disciplined enough to set your alarm and fucking wake up when it, you, you know what I mean? Like things like that. Um, accountability is a very... Very important trait, too. So, as a leader, right, because not only are you accountable for your own actions, but typically you're accountable for other people's actions as well. When do you address other people's misdoings? It's fuck-ups. And how. Yeah, yeah, and how. That's one of the, (laughs) like, that's one of the toughest things. Because, back to the barbershop, I feel like I'm a coach and I'm looking outside, looking in. I'm, I'm watching you guys play the game. You know what I'm saying? And if you fuck up, for me, it's hard to be like, I got to pull this guy to the side, another grown adult that's mm. my age, and like, you did this wrong. And sometimes their emotions get the better of them, and then they get the ego. Uh, you know what I mean? So that's a tough one that I'm still trying to learn how to maneuver through to make it a, a pleasant experience. Yeah, my mentor... <clears throat> always told me to deal in the facts. Deal in the facts. Like, take accountability for your actions and then deal in the facts. So it's like, I don't even know an example of someone fucking up, but it's just like, hey. You- I, I I read this book, uh, something freaking, uh, How to Win Friends Over. You ever heard of that book? No. And how to Win Friends Over. And it's what you're saying. Like, um, all right, let's say at, at a barbershop. Um, they cut hair, they didn't sweep. I'm like, isn't it a fact that you're supposed to sweep after every client? <laughs> that would piss me off. <laughs> and then you would have to say yes. Yeah. Because it's a fact. Ooh. And then you're going to look like an idiot because you didn't sweep. So there's certain ways you could approach certain things. Yeah. But you got to really... <laughs> Yo, if you came in, be like, I'm like, bro. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Oh, that, that's what I'm saying. Your mentor just told you, go for the facts. So that's the same type of same type of way you deal with the situation. Hey, yeah. isn't it a fact that this is supposed to be handled this way? <laughs> no, that's a fact. It's it's he he had a little more schmooze to it. So it's like <laughs> like it's reverse psychology. You're like like hey, listen, you yes. know, um, so clean it up. Like hey, listen, you know what? I hired you. Um, I went through a lot of things really quick, and I may have skipped over some things, but this is one thing that's really important. 
you're really supposed to clean up after every person. Um, honestly, you and I don't want to have to keep having this conversation because we're both grown men, but it's really important that you do that. And again, I apologize because I might not have like emphasized how important it is when I first mm. brought you on. Yeah, put, put it See, on you. <clears throat> put the blame on you. Listening to both of those statements... I think they both pissed me the fuck off. Yes. yes. That's the because point. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. It's such a hard thing because there's a when it comes to de- dealing with men on men, it's testosterone, it's pride, it's ego. And see, me, I've learned to let the pride and ego go. I'm very open. Someone could tell me, like, I sucked at something or I did something wrong. Watch that shit. I'm good with that shit. So, so I'm good with that shit. Like, you could put me down all you want. I've been put down my whole life. Like, putting Mm. me down at this point in my life is like, all right, it'll make me better. I know I'll be better. I like that. I got a question. And, And I'm trying to find a way to relate this to cutting hair. But I'm going to put it in sports context, and then you maneuver it how you need. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm the coach. You guys are my players. It's halftime. Oh, okay. We're down 3-2. But you guys are playing like shit. Right? <laughs> which is the worst? Which of the two options is the worst way to address my team? If I go to them and say, you guys are playing like a bunch of pussies, mm. or... You guys suck. I think the best way to approach that is like make the other team look like warriors. Like you letting this guys, these guys. So politely call them pussies. But but no, but make the other team look like gods. Like you letting these guys, they're looking like gods out there and make them feel small by themselves. Like, wow, they are looking like gods. We got to step our game up. It, yo, it always brings me back to, y'all seen Troy? Yeah. yeah. Bruh, Brad Pitt, <laughs> when they're about to storm the beach, it was the simplest, like, hype speech, but it gets me going every time. Y'all remember it? I'm not going to. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Oh, my time. gosh, bro. He's just, he's hyping everyone up, and he's basically telling them that, like, yo, this is our shit. Take it. It's yours. And it's just like, let's go. I mean, it's like, as simple as, this is Sparta. Like, yeah. It's three words. It, it, yeah. It's kind of like, I think it's easier to, like, in regards to, like, soccer and sports, like, it's easier to pump people up when y'all know the work that you've put in. Like, in the back of your mind, if you know you've been slacking during practice, you haven't been doing things, like, when no one's well, watching. you start leaning on that. Hmm? Like, yeah, I didn't really, you know what, this is not my game because I have been slacking. Exactly. So it's like the people who like, when you got dogs on your team who are competitive and like they really want the best out of themselves, like, yo, listen, I worked way too hard to let this guy outshine me or like do anything. It's, um, I don't know, it's the, I, I commend you for being a coach because... It's a hard job. Yo, that's got to be so it's, tough. Like leading people in sales to me... That's easier because everything's quantitative. Like, I can break down numbers. I can show, like, what they've been doing. But for you, it's like, I literally have to watch y'all, and I have to gauge, are you giving it 100% in practice, or are you fucking off? So that's what, one of the hardest things in coaching, and I've yet to figure it out. Mm. Who's giving it all, and who's not? These kids are not me. They were not me when I was... 15, 12. Are you saying you're better than them at their not, age? Not even better. Hungry. Effort. Uh, you did more effort? You put more effort? A, a thousand times. You know, and, and my thing is like, 
bro, I have a 10-year-old. This kid <clears throat> lives, breathes, eats, sleeps, shits, soccer. You know what I mean? Like, he if he could train 28 hours a day, he would. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then I have 17-year-olds who the ball's over there and somehow they're turning around facing this way waiting for it to come back but not even looking at the 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 feet the game and it's mm-hmm. like just effort like try so, at least try just try like i can teach you the game i cannot teach you how to try you because know what that's I, that's all that's all in you know free will and all that Fucking energy and a lot of these kids nowadays are soft as fuck. <laughs> no, for no, sure. That's that's, and, but that's my He's point. He's been saying this for a yeah. while. And, and, and my <laughs> thing is like, I mean, I was lucky. They I, are. I, know. I, I had a dad that taught me discipline, self respect, hard work at a young age. So for me, anything I did, right, bro, it could be. You remember in in math class, the um, what was it Mad Min- Mad Minute? Where you yeah. had to get as many yep. multiple cases. Like, bro, I made it a point to get good at that because I'd be damned if someone finished before me. It was a hundred mm-hmm. of them, too. Y- you know, yeah. and you just you had to get as many. But but if you, you notice know. the movies they have nowadays compared to the movies they had when we were growing up. Like, we had Commando, Rambo, fucking Rocky. Yo. Um, these movies, these inspirational, manly, strong movies, they don't have those no more. Mm. They got these... Um, very soft movies. You know what I mean? Like, what movie? They got superheroes that are, like, not even muscular anymore. <laughs> wrestlers. Remember wrestlers were all, they're huge steroids. Yeah. Now they're all, like, scrawny. Vegan. It's a whole different, <laughs> it's, it's, it's you know, um, comfort is promoted so much. Um, that, that part. Comfort is promoted. Whereas, like, oh, my God, Earn Your Leisure, my boy Rashad Bilal, he just posted something how... Success and comfort never align. No. Like, successful people work hard to achieve that level of comfort that people who supposedly want to be successful want to keep throughout the entire process. He's like, it's impossible. It is impossible to become successful, comfortable. In your comfort zone. There's no growth that happens. I uh, read a book called Traits of the Titans. I don't know if you guys ever heard heard of it. And it's all about high-performance people, how they live their life. Mm. And nothing about their lifestyle day-to-day is comfortable to the point where they wake up. And I do the same thing. I take a cold shower every single day. Um, they And I intermittent fast. Nothing about my life is comfortable. And I learned this from reading these books and audios and all these successful. I studied the successful people because that's the only, you know, they leave clues. And then these motherfuckers wake up three in the morning, take a cold shower, go work out, you know, uh, do their meditations, take their supplements, go to work like nonstop to the to the time they're about to go to bed on their phone, probably sending off an email, go to bed, do it all over again. again. You know what I mean? Like nothing about success is comfortable. People want to promote balance, like work life balance and things like that, which like. I think it's okay because not everyone, not everyone's meant to be a certain level. There's meant to be leaders and there's meant to be followers. A hundred percent. There's the 20, 60, 20 rule. 20% is going to be dogs. 60% of people are going to be that middle road. Like, yeah. and, and you that, need those people. Yeah, um, that's okay. Just, I hate to say it cause it's very, it sounds very like arrogant. Like Andrew Tate, when he was talking about being in, um, and a lot of people are against Andrew Tate, but I'm, I love him and I don't like certain things about him. But Andrew Tate was like, and this was harsh. He's like, 
we need people to, to clean the fucking hotels and clean my mess. And it sounds arrogant and crazy, but it's the truth. He's, you know, what the, the thing about Andrew Tate is his delivery just doesn't give, he doesn't give a fuck about his delivery. Like, yeah, he, listen, this is said, what a, he literally says how he feels. Like, and he contradicts himself sometimes too, but yeah, it's it, all, like we said, he's, <laughs> he's literally toxic masculinity in a person. And like, sometimes I'm just like, I mean, you're right. The way you say it, it like people are not it's harsh. Like this. He's harsh. <laughs> yeah, he's like a Donald Trump of like he just says wild shit. But I get what he means. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's trying to inspire these fucking young men that are being straight soft motherfuckers. And he grew up in the trenches, like in a third world country. Right. Him and his family and his brothers literally fought and clawed for everything. So it's like he felt he feels like he earned the right to act a certain way. Right. Which like he comes from the trenches. My thing is like, yo, if people put in the work, I don't if you want to act a certain way, like I never had a problem with Donald Trump. Like he said some wild shit, but like at the end of the day, enough people voted for him to be in office and like, yeah, he's a billionaire. Like mm -hmm. he knows the United States of America is a business. Like, I don't know if y'all know. Like, right. sure. it's, it's an LLC. <laughs> like, it it's, is. It's, it's, it's a corporation. Yeah. So it's like, if you're going to put someone in presidency who knows how to run a business, like, my boy know how to do that. Listen, what I like about Donald Trump is that don't he grew this. up. <laughs> no, listen, because there's things I like about him and things I don't like about him. Facts. And that's with a lot of people. I can't say I coldly, you know, I I, I hate someone 100% because it's rare. I, I hate someone 100%. Um, but that, what I like, what I respect about Donald Trump is that he grew up in money and he could have been the Tommy Hilfiger's son, like, fucked off and became a heroin addict. And he went to military school. This guy came and really cared about his family's name and blew it up to the, he took it to a different level. Mm -hmm. And and he was so wealthy that he, he didn't have to do that. He could have lived a beautiful life and just been nobody. He's he's a dog. So no. so let me ask y'all a question then. As a leader, does it matter if you're liked or not? Yes, you have to be loved. It depends. Um, I have a hard trouble, with, a hard time with that too. Sometimes because um, you sh you should be yourself. And the pe and I this is another thing I read. Twenty percent. You only need twenty percent of the population to like you. Mm. It's not 80%. We always think it's, I need 80% or That's a whatever, lot of people. Or, or all of them. 20% you know I mean? is a lot of people. But you just need 20% <laughs> of people to like you and agree with you. You don't need, right. like, I'm always trying to make everybody happy. That's the type of person I am. Mm. And I'm working on trying not to do that because it does. it's not a good thing. Because it's like, all right, one minute you're acting a certain way. Next minute you're acting another way. You just got to be who you are. And the people that appreciate you will appreciate you and, and love you. And that's just what it is. But then again, you might feel some type of way today and fucking regret what you said the next day. And I don't know. And, and so my college coach said this interesting thing. He said, my job is not to get you guys to like me. My job is to get you guys on a common goal and to like each other. So if the common thing that you guys all have in common is that you don't like me, that's fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because now the one thing you guys all have in common is making sure I'm happy because you don't like me. It's kind of like a military sergeant. Like, he's so hard on you, he's making you great, but you hate him because he's so hard on you. 
But at the end of the road, you'd be like, I love this guy. And I appreciate it. And I appreciate him because he made me into who I am. Mm-hmm. And he's still an asshole, though. Right. Yeah, but you appreciate him for being... Yeah, I, I definitely see the... I see both. I think leaders have to be loved. And again, it could be loved. Like, I love the way you lead and the way like you effectively communicate to me. Or I love the person you helped me to become. You know mm-hmm. where, yeah. where I... The word loved, I would change with respected, right? Because okay. if I respect you, I'll do anything for you. I might not like you, but I still respect you. Well, you get what I'm saying? Love and respect for you is probably synonymous because there's really no good definition for love, in my opinion. Well, possibly. And, and obviously, that's like another conversation, yeah. right? But like, if I don't like you and you're leading... And I see you need help. Nah, motherfucker, drown. <laughs> that, bro, you... And I don't care who you are. There's a I, few people if, that I wouldn't give a fuck if they drown. You know what I mean? But if I respect you <laughs> and don't like you, but nah, I got you, you know what? That's what I was going to say. Can you respect someone and still not like them? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I think you can respect... Like, I respect people that I don't like. I respect their hustle. And I respect their success and what they've created for themselves. But they're personality and the person they are and low-key what people believe in because people could put on a persona in, in public and mm. then behind closed doors be this evil person mm. so <laughs> and Sorry. and and there's times i work with these people every day i fuck with you as a human but as a professional i don't really fuck with you right like you'll have a couple jokes and you you know, each other, I'll be like, cordial I, with you because right. I got to. And, like, outside of work, I'll bang with you. But in this building, when it comes to these kids and these kids come first. You suck. You you suck. Yeah. That's that's yeah. real. Ah, that's how I feel in the finance. I don't like salespeople, to be honest. Like, being around, like, a sales convention and things like that. I don't like salespeople either. Bro, they're the. Even though we're all salesmen. Yeah, but, but it's like. The, just just the, don't be a user. You have a genuine. Yeah, don't be a used car salesman. Uh, if you know, you know. Like you have a genuine aura that comes about, like comes from you that like people can pick up on, and like I can read that immediately. But there's like salespeople who Me are too. like they're yeah. just professional bullshitters, and it's like I don't know if you genuinely care about what we're talking about right yeah, now, or if this is a facade. Yeah, and I'm just like my spirit. It's like I'm not going to decipher this. If I, I have to decipher it, I'd rather talk to someone else. I, I could pick that shit up immediately when you're being genuine or not. And as soon as I feel like you're not being genuine, you lost. You tense up. You're just like, ugh. Because the stupid thing, like, like they say stupid jokes. They, they're trying to make you laugh. Or right. They, oh, I love the shirt. You know, like all that crazy. Wait, I said like, that earlier. I do like your shirt. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. They just overly compliment you overly do everything overly and it's like oh this is too much and it's the people who give you a compliment because they want you to give the same compliment back like i remember this kid i'll never forget i never liked him um and he got a haircut he's like yo spencer you just get a haircut recently no like i've had a haircut in a while but he just got a fresh one so he's waiting for you yeah i was i was like nah but thank you and kept it pushing yeah That's funny. I'm not feeding into that. Yeah, no, like salespeople just gross me out. So it's like working around people. Like there's people who I work with who I rock with because at the end of the day, like when we chop it up, like we're having real conversations about like our background and like where we came from. And then there's the people who are just like, yeah, you know, this, this, this. And like, 
I, I can't even like make any examples, but it's just like well, as they're talking, I'm like, this is all bullshit. Or like you grew up with a silver spoon. I can't actually relate to anything you're right. talking about, bro. This, this. <laughs> mm. So so the the wow, if they listen to this, this is crazy. But I tell them every day, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> um, the secretaries in my school, I probably secretaries in every school. Aww. They gossip. They right? gossip? Of course. Every, everyone gossip. They're actually Secretaries. the backbone. Backbone. <laughs> uh-huh. Of the, gossiping or of schools? The secretaries of my school, of classical magnet, shout them out. They were like the backbone of our school. Like, they held it down. But, uh, yeah, my bad. I didn't mean to cut oh, you off. you trying to get me fired. Um, <laughs> but, so, like, the one secretary, I actually really fuck with her, mm. right? And she'll ask me, like, personal questions. And I always respond, like, um, yeah, I can't tell you because then everybody will know. And she'd be like, no, I'm not like that. And I'd be like, nah, but you are. And if you're not, like, there's people in here that somehow, some way, they will know. You know what I mean? She told me earlier that. And, and That's what schools, um, when you work in a school system, it's literally everyone knows everything. Ugh. Facts. It's, and, like, it's like you're in school with the kids, too. Like, it's like you're part of the school. And, yeah. and, and there's people that, like, to your point of just, like, Sometimes, you know, I, I'm cool with you. Some Like them, the one secretary lady, I really bang with her. Mm-hmm. The other two, I'm pretty sure they know I actually don't even really like. Now, I still say hi. You know, I kiki and kaka. Because you don't bang with them like you bang with the other one. Yeah, and, and it's even just like, yeah. And it's like even like as a human, like <laughs> I can see <laughs> That's that. That's real. Like, yeah, you know, and yeah. I just, nah. Is it okay because I'm 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 struggling with this. Is it okay in like professional settings or in general that people like genuinely know that you don't like them, bro? So, and I think I said this. Yeah, I think <laughs> I said this last week. It's the aura, you right? know. So there's this lady. She don't like me, I, and I and she knows I don't like her. You said hello right? to her. I I I said you know, but I still got home training. So I walked by. I said. Good morning. Looked at her in the face and said, "Good morning." She looked at me and just turned her face. Like this. you being fake. But it's not to me. It's just good morning. I didn't ask how her day was. How her day was would have been fake because I don't give a fuck about how your day is. Just the simple good morning. Well, she looked at it as good morning for you, but not for her. Well, <laughs> and it's like you're showing off. Like, yeah, we know you're, you're having a good morning. Someone got some this morning. So, so <laughs> she just you know turned this way, didn't even say anything. So I was like, damn, I guess. Teachers in here are deaf, or they don't got no fucking home training. <coughs> One or the other, or both. But it's like, now you know I don't like you. And now I'm not going to say good morning. Next time, I'm going to walk by you and say bad morning. Yeah, she's, but in her mind, she's like, he know he don't like me. Why are you saying good morning? That's that's how I feel about like you. So then where's your professionalism? Just don't say anything. <laughs> just say fuck it. My like, professionalism is... Where her shirt says, I hate you, and put her name underneath it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> list of people I don't like yeah. you. <laughs> uh, so, so do you allow your personal vendettas to interrupt professional? But you just say you don't like her. But I, but but I, she I doesn't feel, affect your job. She doesn't affect my job. And and the crazy thing is, my job. Are you is, trying to like her? I I don't think good morning is liking. I think it's just no, no, you it, walk by. Yeah, but it, if you don't like her and she doesn't like you. That whole, unless you're trying to like her, saying good morning is like. It's almost like antagonizing. Yeah, right. It's like you're like, I'm having a great fucking day. 
you seem like you're not having a good day, but I'm going to tell you good morning because no, I'm having even, a good day. Even, even if I'm having a bad day, if I walk, good morning. If, like, okay. If you, if you walk into a room and say there's like a table of six people, you only like four of them. Are you dapping up all six? Damn. Well, I hate that. Even, scenario. <laughs> I hate that scenario. I'm, I'm, only da- da- I'm not dapping nobody. I'm, I'm only nobody. dapping up four. Even, 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 well, how much do I not like you? Yeah. Enough to where, like, I don't need to acknowledge your presence because. Oh, no, you know I'm not going to. But so why are you saying good morning? Well, that's <laughs> that's just in passing. Like, it's it's a simple. You were doing something. I just. <laughs> no, I, no, no, yeah. I just, to me, no, he, just, he was doing something mentally that he wasn't aware of. Probably. He was, but you, you got to go but, Jacob no, but, first thing in the morning. That dude is energetic. Right, like, so, but guess what? Now. <laughs> I'm now. That one was just me being nice. Now I'm gonna be an asshole with it. Now I'm gonna have just fun with her. it. No, see, but now there's something going. You might like her, and you might think like, you might like her, and you might like like her, like her how. I think Jacob I don't know. Likes you to might be like her in some type of way. You're trying to like her. You're trying to build a relationship. No, no, no. Trust like me, at no. all, no way, shape, no, or form, no. nothing, nothing. So I would act like she doesn't even exist. That part. See, so but you know what's funny because now when she like if she ever calls. Cause I have to respond because like, now the it's, behavioral it's, kid. It's it's considered flirting. Oh, if you could, because I said if you're not, because now you're thinking of ways to antagonize her and, and wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this escalated now, she's, quickly. She's the new the new uh, that was the new rumor. No, the new rumor is like Jacob's <laughs> over here flirting with me. Like she's saying I'm flirting with her. If but the thing is, it's so easy. That's the new rumor. It's so easy how that could happen. Like I can see it. This isn't like he's not wrong, but it's like yo, all I said was good morning. Yeah, like that's how all quickly you need we got from good morning to damn, I'm trying to <laughs> no, just because, keep it to a head nod. Because you were saying that now I'm gonna come back and fuck with her and do something else, or that's wild. I'm gonna just leave her alone. Yeah, you gotta act <laughs> like <laughs> listen, you gotta like not even acknowledge her. I think Jacob and I are similar to the point where like I don't I understand why people would find some things that I say or things about me to be a little crazy, but I don't understand why someone wouldn't like me. Because I, like, we, cause I give off genuine energy. So, like, why would you not like me? Like, I didn't do shit to you. A lot of people bro, don't. can you please make, bro. Clip make, that. Clip that. Because, well, yeah. Cause, I, you, why would someone not like me? Me? Wait, you're being serious. As a heart attack. Are you trying to say he's hard to like? Yes. What? I, I didn't think Very that. hard to like. Is this is my Spencer, guy. No, 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 no. No, I, I, I fuck with Spencer the long way, right? But if you don't know Spencer, right, you could very much take him like, like an asshole. You know, Yo. like, like full of himself. No, I wouldn't say full. Like if you don't Spencer's an acquired taste. I can tell that you are straightforward and yeah. intelligent, and, and, and a lot of people don't like that. that for sure. Yeah, so they're gonna think he's but but you also <laughs> but that could come off right if you don't know Spencer. He always means well, right? Right. He a hundred percent means well. But when he might be straightforward, they might be like, "Damn, why is he coming like that?" And he knows he means well, but they might not receive it as well. Damn, yeah, it's all love, y'all. You know what's funny? The older, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't take it no way. The older I get, the more I am that way. Like, keep it fucking real. Tell them how you feel, and 
I think that's Just the way because you have enough people in your life lying to you. You, you. Your parents could have been lying to you for your entire life, telling you that you're great and you could be, but you're not doing anything that contributes to your greatness. I'm not about to feed into that. Like yeah, I'm gonna keep it a bug with you. Real. But like I don't. Think, <laughs> I, I genuinely. I mean, you know what it is. The people who <laughs> the people who I like, as long as the people who I like like me. I don't give a fuck. But, like, I find that a lot of people like me. And I guess the people who don't, like, I don't know, talk to the like therapist. It, we go back to that 80-20. <laughs> Only 20% of the people in a room you walk in are going to like you. That's literally a scientifical proven fucking... That's a fact. Bro, the next and time I'm in a genuinely room, like you. and there's 10 people, I'm going to be like, yo, raise your hand if you like me. <laughs> I will see something real quick. And, and you're going to really see statistics. Everyone's going to lie. <laughs> that, that's, I like you. I like you. Well, yeah, there's a bunch of people who be lying. No, but y'all some. But that's me at work. Twenty percent of those fucking people really like you, like really like you, really fuck with you. That's what I'm trying to tell people. I'm like, I feel like people don't like me, and they'd be like, "Who doesn't like you?" I was like, "There are for sure people who don't like me, and that's okay." And it's for different reasons. Right. Um, sometimes it could be culture, it could be race, it could be. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, status. It could be so many different things. Uh, you could be more charismatic. You could be funnier. You could be. There's always going to be. It's the way you dress. It's what you believe in. Are there so much? Are there people y'all don't like? What happens when you're in a leadership role and there's someone you don't like? I keep it a buck with them. Nah, I don't do that because, like, at the end of the day, like, I'm low key. For, when you're in a leadership role, like shit rolls downhill right so like i'm actually responsible for like your numbers and things that you're supposed to do so to be honest i find that i give those people more attention because it's like hey listen i trust these people to do what they need to do when i'm not on their back because i hate i hate being micromanaged so i hate micromanaging mm, me too but, i hate that shit. but i also know in certain scenarios that's how you get results and I need to be on you until I'm not. So, like, I try to do it in, like, a loving way. And, like, it's pretty easy for me to figure out what's important to somebody. Like, having, like, conversations with them. So, it's like, I try to feed into that. And then if you find out, like, yo, listen, you're part of the bottom 60% of people. It's just like, all right, well, I just need you to stay average. And I'm going to make sure. <laughs> make, not for real. I'm going to make sure my people who are great, like, I'm going to make sure that they continue to be great as long as you're not fucking anything up. But that, see, I bring it back to the barbershop thing because it's a perfect scenario. Um, if I don't like you, it's because you're not doing something right. Mm, consistently. Consistently. And eventually, if I don't like you, I'm going to fire you. <laughs> because, I know, I'm serious. That's real. I'm dead serious. I, because you, I don't like you because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. He's like, if you do your job, I like you. <laughs> yeah, no, right. Stop smoking in front of the fucking barbershop. Yeah, like eventually, like the people I don't like, I fire. And that's with work and that's with real life. Like there's people that you don't fuck with no more because they don't respect you. They don't, and, and, then, and then you cut them off. That's a slippery slope. So you about to fire everyone in your corporation you don't like? No, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I need to like you. To, to work with you and be around you. If I don't like you, why the hell would I be around anyone? I don't give a fuck how nah, good but, you are. But, but, because this is what's happening at my job currently. There is an employee who literally is like just trash. Like, she is the worst employee there. And there have been multiple complaints about multiple different things made about her. And they have consistently like brushed it over or like given excuses of like, why this or why that but yet 
a newer employee that was like still in her probationary period, like literally just got fired the other day because she was doing similar things that this person who's still been here for the longest. So we're just like, so I'm confused. Like someone likes her. I could, I could just that's what I was gonna say. I was like, I feel I'm like she's made you. she's made someone. good in with someone yes, to like not get fired. But professionally, as a good leader, like how does one handle that? Like if you notice as a good leader yourself and you notice like someone is kind of like scapegoating someone that needs to go. Like what you got to talk to that person and like, listen, our job is difficult because of this person literally and it's making everything a cancer. And we've literally said that even with the new HR person or even have a meeting with her and be like, listen, you need to fix these issues. But, um, what I've learned from, um, uh, you know, work I and mean, working with people and, and HR and all that. It's a bunch of bullshit. And it, it really is. It's a bunch of fairytism. And this is why I never worked well politics. I never worked good in companies. And I needed to be self-made because, I mean, you know, entrepreneur, because I couldn't deal with that shit. I couldn't deal with the kissing ass. You know, the chick over there sucking the boss's dick and she's really fucking... Uh, it's it's real. Liter- literally and figuratively. Yeah. Yeah. No, and guys too doing the same, you know. Like, <laughs> there's always the the kiss ass. There's always the, the people coming in with the two coffees, you know. Um, so, that that's interesting you say that. You, you, you bought two coffees? <laughs> not, I'm not... No, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying, like, you guys know what I'm talking about as far as, like, the kiss ass people, like... When the boss is let around, Let your like, hard work oh. do that. Yeah. Right. It's funny. So to Ashley's point, it's harder to fire people after their preliminary 30 or 90 days. Because there's things in the... Like, legitimate, like, complaint, like, after That's why people have unions. Y'all got a union? I don't believe so. We're an LLC. Oh. Uh, but, <laughs> I, I mean, I get that. But, yeah, she's like... My advice is... Either if it doesn't make you happy and you're constantly not happy, oh yeah, I'm looking to go. Get the fuck out of here, yeah. like mm-hmm. immediately. I got fired from every single job I ever had in my life, every single one. That's every single one. That that's that's impressive. Yeah. How? <laughs> <laughs> because I never took it serious because I knew it wasn't what I really wanted to do. Okay, I like I like that. So I just like. You did it because you had to do it, but you didn't really want to do it. Right. Like, I worked the Bazudos in Cheshire. It was a food distributor. I made a lot of money at the time. I, I probably, at, you know, 2007, 8, 9, I made like 100 grand a year there. And I remember one day I told my mom I'm going to get fired so I can go be a rapper. And she really was heartbroken. You could have just quit. <laughs> well, I got but fired so I collect. Collect unemployment. In unemployment. Connecticut, you can do both. Like quits and fires, you can connect. Oh, really? Collect unemployment. Well, anyways, back then, <laughs> He's I like, quit. Fuck it. <laughs> you know, she looked at me like I was crazy. But you know, long story short, years and years later, I'm so happy that I got fired from every job I ever had. That's that. Yeah, that's that's an interesting. Statistic. You should tell people that story more often. What? That you've gotten fired from every. Job. I do. I tell people all that, and and I also tell people when you look at my um, high school grades, literally every. Some every class was F, and art was A. I had A all you know all the quarters. It was F F F F, and everything else was and art was just A. That's crazy. So it shows that my emotional intelligence was up there, An but expression. not my IQ. And 
So that's, you know, that's another situation with uh, schooling and education. And now you probably read more books than, like, college graduates. Like, I, I do more audio books because um, my ADD. Same thing. But still, same shit. Yeah, same same shit. Same. I if you're retaining it, bro, right. power to you. And I do about 35 books a year. <laughs> bro. That's impressive. Yeah. And I and I am successful because of those books. And there's no other way, shape, or form I would be where I'm at if it wasn't for the books. Like there's there I always tell people go towards those books. You know what I mean? Like the diary the the, the diary of a CEO is what I'm listening to right now. And I heard that, that book is dope. incredible. I heard see you know what my problem is? It's hard for me to find something <clears throat> that can actually keep my attention. It's hard for me too, and sometimes I'll listen to a book that's it sucks, and I just all right on to the next like one. I, like I actually have Will Smith's memoir at home, and it's just sitting there. But I've been meaning it's to boring. No, no, no. The, the Carmelo Anthony one was actually boring because I got ten chapters in, and they're still talking about his childhood, uh, and I'm just waiting for it to like. And it's like I don't want to keep reading about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the the memoirs are cool. I, I'm not a big memoir guy. I, I did Will Smith's because I love. I always want. I was so interested in his story, mm. just from the start to the end, and <clears throat> the music and the acting and the marriage and just his fucking lifestyle was very interesting. But um, I, um, a book that I recommend everyone reading or listening to is How to Win Friends and Influence People mm. by Dale Carnegie. This oh. book. This book is the most incredible book, and I think every human being should learn how to, I mean, should listen or read this book because it teaches you how to work with people. It teaches you how to approach people, how to, you know, how to just make day-to-day people interactions very smooth going and, and, mm. um, and, and not be, you know, stuff like that. Have you listened to the book Think and Grow Rich? Yes. What did you think of it? I'll be honest. I got halfway through it. And I'm just like, yo, this shit is boring. But like. The thing with Think and Grow Rich. People it, read it every year. It's a Bible. It's not really. Um, yeah. It's not like a book you read once. <clears throat> um, and I try to make it a point. I've read it. I listened to it three times. And I try to make it a point to listen to it every year, to be honest. Because it's a Bible. And and um, it's very interesting. I, I'm not. I'm going to be honest. I've never did everything that book tells you to do. Yeah, because three feet from gold is where I stopped. It's a lot of shit. Yeah, it, 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 you know, now that you call it a Bible, yeah, I get that because it's funny. I've read the Bible like four times in my life. The whole thing. Yeah, um, I was, I got Christian literature tatted on my body. Uh, I was gonna say a fucking exercise. <laughs> like what? What? Um, I read it when I was incarcerated one time. Uh, so. There's a there's a story called Three Feet from Gold, and I think that is really what pushes me. Like when I read that one, I'm like, okay, I can read the rest later. Because Three Feet from Gold is literally talking about how people have been like digging and digging and digging to give up before. and really just trying to like get to this gold and get to this gold, and then you give up, and then the person keeps going. It's like you're three feet away. Mm. So like that that really hit home for me, and then I'm just like, all right. This is, I feel like you could take a lesson from everything, and yeah. that book just has so many lessons. And to me, they're kind of like dry. <laughs> like, they're yeah. like, no, I know what you mean. Um, that that book I just told you guys is one of the most incredible books I ever listened to. Um, but, I'm gonna check uh, it out, but um, 
yeah, Think and Grow Rich is it's cool and it gives you hope. Mm. Mm-hmm. As far as like the idea of you manifesting things, because at the end of the day, Think and Grow Rich is pretty much pretty much a book about manifestation. Yeah, it's about energy and manifestation. Right, yeah. you know what I mean, energy and manifestation for sure. <clears throat> and um, but these all these books are gonna teach you how to operate. It's easy to win because eighty percent of people ain't doing shit. <laughs> that part or more 90 percent of people ain't doing shit. Like mm-hmm. I will outwork any motherfucker. Like because most people give up. Most people give up, and a lot of people haven't been through the fire. Like, I remember working 23 hours when, when Katrina hit, or some, some. remember when that big hurricane hit New York and all the morgues were all flooded and all that? Hurricane so, Katrina? There's a generation of kids. I don't know. No, it wasn't Katrina. Was it Katrina? No, it was. In October? S- uh, Sandy. Hurricane Sandy or something like that. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Remember yes, that? Yes. New yes, York yes. was flooded. I remember I worked under in the morgue because I used to work biohazard shit. Um, I worked under. The, the hospital morgue, the air was the air quality was being tested and everything. I worked 23 hours straight. That's 23 hours straight. Not even, I'm air, not even joking. While when the air you, quality is while being air quality tested. was being tested, mass HVAC suits. When did you go for your next shift? There was no, it was 23 hours straight. But after that, when was Oh, I drove home. I just, it was just something we did like one time thing that oh, we drove out there. Oh, that's nuts. And I worked 23 hours straight and I was at the point where I'm on hyperdrive. So it's like, I remember working so hard for other companies and other people. And, and now when it comes to my business, I'm like, I give this mother, I'll give this shit, I'll give it at all. I'll, I'll work seven days with no sleep if I have to. It's my business. Mm. Right. When I work at a barbershop every Sunday, I work from five in the morning till 5 p.m. It's Who my, comes to get a haircut at 5 a.m.? Older crowd, you know, older people, 50, 60 year olds. I was gonna say, my hairdresser, and those are my favorite times to be at the shop five in the morning, quiet, peaceful. But I, a coffee, yeah. <laughs> but I give my life, I, when it comes to your own work, you give it your fucking all. Like, ain't I'm not leaving nothing on the table, like, we're going all in. That part. And I think that's what makes anything a success. And constant education. Like, you got to learn about marketing. You got to learn about branding. You got to learn about selling. You know, Sell or Be Sold by Grant Cardone. Yeah. It's a great book. Um, <clears throat> and fuck all the noise shit. Like, white people, black people, fucking all this fucking <laughs> racial shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, people focus on that so much. Like, who right. did that movie as a black person? Or who directed this as a white person? Who gives a fuck? Nah, Just, they didn't let my boy Idris Elba be 007 because he black. I don't like that. I, I, think, eventually, <laughs> I think eventually we'll get a, a double O. See, a black you guys can't fucking talk. Puerto Ricans don't be getting shit. Like, we just got the... What you mean? The, 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 the Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. Yeah, but that's... Miles he's Morales? still half black. I was about to say he's black, ain't he? He's, he's half black, half Puerto Rican. Uh, See? Told you he thought he was black. <laughs> so, the dad's black cop. So, so and the Blue Beetle was he was Mexican. I didn't even watch that. Blue Beetle. Yeah, it was the a Blue new. Beetle. It was a new movie. I, I don't know if he was Mexican. But um, y'all got y'all got, got a Bronx tale. No, he was Italian. Damn, that was Bro, racist. Name My a bad. very popular. <laughs> name, name a popular Puerto Rican like. I was, I'm really thinking of, but that's a tough crowd. Don't say Pitbull. And, Wait, say so you uh, and don't say John Leguizamo either. I don't even know who that is. Yes, you do. Who? The Pest. You ever seen the movie The Pest? You you know if you see John Leguizamo, you know who he is. Okay, okay, okay. You said what was the question? The name of famous Puerto Rican? What? I mean, name a, a famous like 
movie? Yeah, like, there's none. There's not real, like... So we need a Puerto Rican 007. I, I like that. I like that. But they would have to make them talk Spanish, too. See, they, they stereotype us immediately. Like, <laughs> Well, listen, like, every Jamaican that you see in a Jamaican movie is fucking American with a horrible accent. I'm right, just right. like, it's... The new one was... Cr- I think that was, like, a white guy doing that. Yeah, was it really? I don't know. I'm asking. It probably. I'll, you know what? Little Mermaid pissed me off because Flounder was fucking... What the fuck was up with Flounder? The new one? I didn't like the the, the live action one. Yeah, I was don't pissed at Flounder. <laughs> Flounder Why? was like skinny and thin, and like I wanted. He's a puffer fit. Wait, what? Yeah, it was corny. In the cartoon version, he's yellow. <laughs> yeah, yellow and blue. Yeah, he wasn't that in the live action. Looking like some ugly ass. I couldn't. I couldn't get through it. I can't do I, I can't. I, I can't even do the live action Lion King. Like. I no, that shit was trash. I refuse. Yeah. All the live action ones are kind of... No, 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 no. Did you see the live action, like, Mowgli? That was tough. The no, Jungle Book one? Oh, no, yeah, I didn't see that one. That's that, the one they see, did. that could potentially they be They did good. that one right. They only did Lion King because Beyonce was in it, and that's why people... Yeah, no, nah, that shit was Both trash, Beyonce. so is she. So, but, <laughs> now, how'd I get here podcast? We need a Pinocchio live action, right? That's a cool. Spanish Pinocchio? Coming out with that. I can see that. Why? Because he's a liar. He got to be Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know y'all, y'all lie like that. <laughs> you, ain't, you, you don't remember Eddie Guerrero? I lie. I cheat. I steal. I'm dead. <laughs> that was that was literally his theme song in the WWE. For real? I lie. I cheat. I steal. Oh, Eddie Guerrero. Man. Rest in peace. But listen, we've been <laughs> chopping it up for like an hour and 20 minutes here. Um, another great episode. Um you guys know how we like to wrap it up. Um, we'll go our 15 seconds of fame, start with Eddie, and then go our way down. Before we do that, uh, I would like to give you your flowers. You know, thank you, one, for coming back and blessing us. But um, you are a true inspiration because of all the shit you do. And I know it's not easy, but you make it look effortless. Thank you. Um, so, for real, for real, thank you. You're always welcome back. But uh, keep being you and keep grinding. For real, for real, because it, it is an inspiration to anyone that sees this or anyone that, that sees you. Um, sure. And then one other thing, we started this season, which um, oh, yeah. all our guests have epically failed on, but we have to follow up. Nah, they're working on it. Oh, they're working on it? Yeah, working oh, on take it back, I take it back, I take it back. <laughs> but we started this thing this season where our guest has to uh, refer an entrepreneur and put us in contact with them to get on an episode. Okay. So anyone that you know, you don't got to tell us right now. I feel I, like Eddie about to have a good one. I, I, I will <laughs> reach back out like in a week or two, be like, yo, but think about it. Someone you would want to get on here and you know, you know, would enjoy this platform and, and so on will. and so forth. So I'll reach out. I'm going to hold you to it. Showcase they talent. Um, but yeah, your 15 seconds of fame. You clip that camera, that camera, that camera. I love doing that shit. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's Eddie Newstyle. You guys could find me at, on Instagram mainly um, at. Eddie Eddie Newstyle under I mean Eddie underscore Newstyle on Instagram and that's the same thing all across the board or EddieNewstyle.com. It's under construction, but a lot of new things coming. Um, and look out for my new music video and hey and um, yeah, that's dope. New music video. New music video called New Style. Listen, next time you get that car, I need to be just come pick me up, bro. 
Just fly out to Miami and meet me. <laughs> Listen, the Velo got cheap flights. I have no problem getting to Miami for under hundred dollars. Yeah, it's easy to get to Miami. It's that? hard. To, it's hard to uh, to be out there. It's expensive to. I can only hang out in Miami for like three three days. That's cool. That's all right. I, I stay. In, I stay in hostels. I don't need a. a, a, a there's a, hostels in the U.S. Mm-hmm. You mean like yeah. Airbnbs? Yeah, there's hostels. I think. Yeah. yeah, in major cities though. I stayed in one in D.C. Oh. All right, fifteen seconds. <laughs> yeah, a lot of weird people with that. You do. I can imagine. Um, honestly, check on your entrepreneur friends. Um, and if you aren't supporting them, all you gotta do is tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that their product's dope because it probably is. And if you support an entrepreneur, they shouldn't be your best kept secret. So share your entrepreneurs with other people because they're working hard and. They're probably servicing you to the best of their ability, so let them service your friends as well. Very true. Um, My 15 seconds of fame. Thank y'all, everybody, for being here, making this work on this uh, Wednesday. Collective Space, yo, if you guys need a office, a podcast place, a photography place, a there's a lot of stuff in here. Even if you just want to come check it out, um, highlight us. Come watch us record. Um, Other than that, my 15 seconds of fame. Don't be afraid to grow, but always be you. You got 30 seconds. My bad. My bad. (laughs) But with all that being said, this is the best fucking podcast, CT. We're going to blow whether you're professional or not, whether you like us or not, because we don't give a fuck, and that's a wrap. (laughs) Not whether you're professional or not. Or whether your text messages are grammatically correct. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. no, that was fun. That was no, that was fire. And it was dope because...